Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Jondi, and with me as always is... It's me, Jared. So this week we're going to talk about uh, mobile games. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Because Jondi uh, is, is leaving on a jet plane. Don't know if she'll ever come back. <laughs> she probably won't. Right. Yep. I'm never coming If not back. for her cats. They are probably the only reason. No, I'm kidding. It's okay. Your husband doesn't listen to this podcast. You can say whatever you want. That's true. That's true. He doesn't. But yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, real talk. John D's leaving on a bunch of trips for a mazillion years. So (laughs) that is true. We're like, well, how can we get our gaming in? Well, I know. Let's let's look at some apps. Yeah. Yeah. So we we, uh, have been trying out a few. Yeah. Um, some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. And some of them we haven't tried yet. Uh, maybe we'll do another episode about yeah. mobile games in the future. There's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. A and and, I, and there's more and more coming out all the time. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. It's becoming more and more popular to have mobile versions of games. Yeah. It's also becoming more and more popular to um, make good versions yeah. of your games as mobile apps. Yeah. And having to be like, all right, well, there's, there's an old version of our, our game on the app store, but ignore that one. Get the new one. Yeah. Okay, so, but why didn't you just make it good from the beginning? I think something that, that a lot of developers for the board game apps should keep in mind is that the online play, as long as the game lends itself to that, is really important because a big reason why I like a lot of these games, I like playing the AIs. I like playing campaign modes and stuff, but it's also nice to be able to play games with my friends that don't live anywhere near me. Yeah. I don't mind a pass and play, but if you have the infrastructure to do online play, do it right. Like Especially the pandemic s- app doesn't have online play as far as I can tell. Not that I could tell. Asmodee either. has, other games that are online, I'm sure they could have been like, oh, well, you have an Asmodee online game account from Ticket to Ride or whatever. Right. Let's just slap that network code in there. Yeah, it would be it would be nice. Um, so, yeah, the online play is really important. I've completely lost my train of thought, but um, you know. You want to play online with people, not just play AI. Right. And so in both the app, the, the um, Apple, I, I, I can't talk today. The Apple App Store. And then also Google Play, you can do like the family sharing thing. So if you want to play the game with your significant other or a family member, the online play is really still a really good option if if more apps would offer that. Mm-hmm. Because you can just do the family sharing with the apps and then your, your significant other or your kids or whatever can also have the app without having to buy it five times or whatever. And then the online play is a really great option. So, John, I don't, I didn't read the end user license agreement, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Can't do what? I'm pretty sure that you can't just buy one copy of the game and yes, then install can. it on all your computers. What, Look, what are you talking Here's what you have to do, okay? When you get those, those big floppy disks, you know, the, oh my God, the, Jared. Fi- the five and a quarters. Oh my God. You got to put a piece of tape or there's a little notch on, oh, the, on the side. Oh my God. And that's used for write protect. And when you install the software, this is... Okay, so you do realize most people listening have no idea yeah, what you're talking no, about. No, I know. Because floppy disks are a thing of like a gazillion years Oh, I'm not even ago. talking about like three and a half inch disks. I'm talking like not original floppy disks because those were seven inch, but like the five, the five inch ones. Right. I had a game that I installed on a computer 30 years ago. 
Oh my God, Jared, you are. See, you're as old it. as a dinosaur. It deleted it from the disc. So you couldn't install it multiple times. Right. You are as old as a dinosaur. You're dating yourself, dude. I'm not dating myself. I just said that I installed software 30 years ago. Uh-huh. That could that could that could be anybody. Well, we can guess that you weren't five when you did that. So all right, well, let's talk about more modern things. Other than that, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't care. What, what, when did you get your first computer? Oh, I think I was in. I don't know, high school probably. Wow, high school. So computers were invented when Johnny was in high school. Oh, All right. Oh my god. Which, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, cottage Garden. Cottage Garden. Let's just hop right in there. Yeah. Uh, it's from Stronghold, right? Um, no. Isn't it? It is not. D- don't they print that? Uh, well, I'm sure they print it in the states. Well, okay. Here's here's what my question is. If you're listening to this and you want to buy a copy of the physical game, you can buy it from Stronghold Games. Yes. In uh, North America, where we are. Yes, but the app is from. Oh, that's Spiel, like saying Spielries. Uh, well, I'm just saying that the original yeah. board game the original is from publisher. Spielweiss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know some company called Digidiced, and then now Stronghold. So, yes. Um. Anyway, the point is, how's the app, Jondi? I really like it. It, it. it was a little fiddly when I first started learning it, but mostly because I hadn't played the actual game before. Right. So, okay. So if you've never played Cottage Garden, um, you, it's a garden design competition board game. You have like Tetris shaped pieces that you're trying to fit into your grid. Pol- they're called polynomios. Whatever. Like a domino, but poly polynomials so polynom poly- whatever poly- they're tetris shape type pieces and you have a five by five grid that you're trying to fit the different pieces into for planting your garden the um the gardens you get two at a time that you're working on and they come with with uh flower pots and stuff on them and you get points for not planting over the top of the flower pots so if you can, you yeah, try yeah. to leave those there. You have to think ahead so that you don't cover them. I mean, you can right. cover them. I mean, sometimes them, you have to cover them. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. But It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. And there's adorable kitty cats in the game. So you can, you can put the kitty cats in your garden to take up, like, one spot. And I think they do something else, too. I think you can use them to, like, refill the, uh, the wheelbarrow. They call it the wheelbarrow. That's where the pieces are. So... I really like the app. I have not gotten a chance to really play it with anybody but the AI. And you can set anywhere from a two-player game to a four-player game. And you can even set what degree of difficulty you want each of the AI to be. So you can play an easy AI and a hard AI in the same game. So, and the graphics are adorable. Yeah, and it's it's an Uwe Rosenberg game. So if that name means anything to you, it might give you a false sense of this game, because unlike a lot of his other games, this one's not just a cube pusher. Um, this is what, what they, they build this as the first part of his puzzle trilogy. So it is a little bit different from some of his other games. The game reminds me a little bit of Patchwork. Yes, yes. It's Patchwork, but with Garden. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to Patchwork in the way it's played. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely differences in 
like how you get the pieces. They aren't in a circle like they are in patchwork. They're like in a, in a four by four grid and you are only able to pick pieces from specific rows or columns and it moves like every, every turn it moves. So you can kind of predict what pieces you're going to be able to pick in your turn, but you're limited to a row or a column when you're picking them. So having not played the actual game, the scoring I have, have a little trouble figuring out. Like, I don't understand. You get three like score markers for the flower pots and three for your garden. And I don't understand the point of the different score markers. Like you get to choose which one you're going to move up on the score track for each, each side. And I don't understand why you wouldn't, why you would spread that between different score markers. Cause it just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe if I played the physical game, it would make a little bit more sense, but it just, when I pick, when I do my scoring and I decide which one I've, I'm just like, Oh, I don't care. I'm just going to pick this one because it doesn't make any sense to me. So if you're listening and you know the answer to that, feel free to send us a message and be like, hey, dummy, this is, this is why you would do that. Now, I only demoed this game once, like the actual physical game. Yeah. But I think there was something about the different scoring cubes move for different reasons, but I don't remember what that reason would be. Yeah, I don't know. Like... But yeah, I mean, the app does it all for you. Yeah, well, so. and you have, well, it kind of does. So you have two tracks um, on your scoring track. One of them is for scoring the flower pots and stuff. And the other one is a track for scoring like your actual garden pieces. And when you score a garden, you move one of those three markers on each side. So there's like, there's markers on one side and there's markers on the other side, but there's three on each side. And it'll be like, do you want to move one, two or three? And I don't understand why you would, why you would spread that between different score markers. It just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe there are other nuances that I'm just not getting because it's the app. So like I said, if, if you're listening and you want to say, Hey dummy, this is why do it, <laughs> explain it. Yeah. I, I demoed it at Gen Con, um, you know, two years ago. So I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I did. I think I bought it. I don't. Even I don't remember if, if I bought it, it or not. But, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, John I've D- looked at it a few times. I would buy the game now that I've played it. John D really likes the app. Uh, I do. It's it's nice. It's pretty. I was supposed to buy it and play it with her. Didn't do that. Oops. But you know what, John D, you're going to be gone for the next couple weeks. Maybe I am. maybe I'll get it and we'll. You should. We'll play it. You should. Uh, okay, great. And um, if you want to play that game with me, yeah, how, people can send you an invite. Yes, they can. They can become my friend. Do you want me um, to just put a link to something in the episode notes? Yeah, we can put in the episode notes what my usernames for the various games yeah. are. I believe in Cottage Garden. It's just John D seventy seven. Great, because you're seventy seven years old. <laughs> well, you're as old as dinosaurs, mm-hmm. so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm as old as, uh, when did Jurassic Park come out? I'm older than that. So, John D, small world. I think that if you're a long-time listener, a first-time caller, <laughs> you probably are aware that I like small world quite a bit. Right. Probably more than, uh, prob- is good. Probably more, a lot more than is good to like something. Probably. I have everything that they've ever made for small world, as far as I'm aware. 
maybe maybe there's a, a promo that I don't have. Like um, they did a tournament kit, and you could get metal round markers, and I have both of those. There was like a tournament winner and a runner-up. I have both of those. I have the collector's edition with wood box and all that fancy crap. I have all the expansions. I have everything. Yeah, you have a lot of small world. So going from that to the app where mm-hmm. they have like two of the expansions. Three. Three. Cursed uh, Grand Dames and Be Not Afraid. Well, Be Not Afraid I think was the... Oh, no, no. Royal Bonus is the is the Kickstarter one. Okay. Well, I have I have that then as well. I don't know. It's really just kind of disappointing to come to an app that has been neglected for several years and has not had any of the new content added while the base game for the actual physical game has had new content added. Yeah. It's like they made the app, added a few things and then forgot the app exists. If you've never played small world, I like to call it risk, but with elves. Um, that's not exactly true. It is a territory control dudes on a map type game. Um, with some press your luck and variable powers, uh, basically you've got a, a race marker and a, I guess a class marker would be the best way to describe it. If you're familiar with role playing games at all, and uh, every game is going to be different because you might have a different matchup of those of the race badges and the power badges every game. Yeah. So you might have Dragon Master Ratman, one game. Seafaring elves, yeah. another game. Um, <clears throat> and because they change, there's a lot of replayability, which I, I really like. So, you know, you might come across a broken combination and be like, oh, that sucks. This game's broken. I hate this game. But the next time you play it, you may get neither of those combinations. Who knows? That's why I like it. So the app, my biggest complaint about this app is the fact that for some reason, and I've tried to mess with my notifications a gazillion times. Oh yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't push notifications. Tell me, yeah. It doesn't tell me when it's my turn. So you yeah. and I have a game going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Took you forever to take your turn. And then I yeah. just now got in there to look at it. And oh, it's my turn. It yeah. never told me. So, well, it took me forever to take my turn because I also didn't know that it was my turn. Right. So that's a huge complaint. Because <laughs> if you're going to offer decent online play, which the app does, yeah. you need to tell people, because it's asynchronous play, you need to tell people, hey, it's your turn. And I shouldn't have to send you a text message to go, I just took my turn. Right. So in the app stores, uh, this is actually called Small World 2, because the first time that they made a a digital version of Small World, it sucked. It was bad. It was real bad. It was awful. Really, really awful. So they remade it from the ground up, slapped a 2 on it, ran a Kickstarter to promote it. Cool. Awesome. Everything's great. (sighs) The game itself is great. It's a perfect digital recreation of the board game. It's pretty, I mean... It it has an encyclopedia that lists all the powers and races. You can look them up. You can be like, I don't remember. What what does this one do? Let me me check here. It's it's really intuitive. Uh, When you're playing playing the game, all of everything you want to do is clearly marked. Well, almost everything. There's a few of the stranger combinations are a little bit wonky in the app. But I think they handle them in the best way possible, given how those work. And I won't go into that because you may play 30 games and never run into this issue. But there, there are a few of the power and race combinations that are fundamentally broken in ways that the app implements them strangely. 
I think is the best way to say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I've never had a problem playing the game uh, other than the fact that every time you launch it, it's really super loud. And when you change the volume controls, it doesn't always stick. Yeah, I prefer it. Like it, it handles local games really, really well. Oh, yeah. It does pass and play. It does. It do, yeah. Online play. Um, There's bots. So I'm my, sorry. People call it kids. Kids these days call it AI. Yeah. So I guess the other thing that I don't like, you know, sometimes I do just like to play a game against the AI. Um, the AI in this game, I think, is probably a little bit... The difficulty is set a little bit too high. Um, and I've heard a couple of different people say the same thing, but it's just not fun to play the AI because it's really hard to ever beat the AI. And I, I don't want the AI to be so easy that I can't beat it, or so easy that I beat it every single time because then that's not fun either. I want it right. to be challenging, but I don't want it to be so challenging that I get irritated and never want to play a solo game again. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. And while I don't disagree with you, I think on the other hand, if you have played small world a lot and you know, some of the strategies, maybe that mitigates that a little bit. Maybe, but I mean, cause I don't know when you took your first turn, I don't know what you were doing. I have no, no I, idea I what you, you did. I will remember I sent you a message after that. And I go, well, screwed that up. <laughs> like I, I look at the, at the map and I'm like, where? What? Yeah, like there's one tile that has Johnny's yep. people on it. She picked seafaring yep. elves. She's nowhere near C at nope. all. I don't know. I don't know what she's done. Yep, I messed it up. Um, I hit a, the wrong button and my turn was over. And yeah, it sucked. So, <laughs> but you know, I don't. So I screwed up one game. But I feel like at the very least they could set it so the AI can have degrees of difficulty mm-hmm. and. A lot of apps offer that. This one does not. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there is a tutorial. I've never done it because I knew how to play Small World already. Um, I ran through part of the tutorial and then I was like, eh, I know how to do, I know how to play this game. So I'm not going to do this anymore. I mean, I just, if you're going to put a tutorial in a game, maybe that should be where the easier difficulty is but if it's a really handholdy tutorial that doesn't actually let you do anything i don't know like if it's scripted if it's a scripted tutorial they usually are a lot of them are anyway although some of them will like walk you through part of the game and be like okay you've right. learned finish this game right but yeah i just i think that being able to set the ai difficulty is a really nice feature in game apps like no matter what kind of game you're playing whether it's a board game or a video game being able to to set the ai difficulty is nice because that way it it appeals to players of all kinds of different skill levels Mm -hmm. i mean that's fair but given that they haven't updated this app for a while bazillion years i don't think that they're going to uh change that anytime soon i think you are probably correct um i mean i don't know Maybe they will. Maybe there'll be some huge update. I doubt it. But honestly, I think this is probably one of the better implementations that I've seen. And of a board game. Of a board game, yes. See, I disagree. I mean, it does everything that the game does, and it does a lot of the stuff for you, and it doesn't compromise. Like, okay, let, let me let me adjust some stuff so I can. So I can prove my narrative here. All right. So the pandemic app, 
parts of the user interface are very clunky. You want to play an event card. How do you how do you think that you would play an event oh, card in a game? You can't just genre? click on the card. You have to click on event, and yes. then yeah, it's so like like okay, I've got all these cards in my hand. Okay, well let me all right, let me click on one quiet night. All right, how do I how do I play this now? Oh, I have to exit out of this menu. I have to back out to a different menu, then click on event card. Then I pick the card. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Small world doesn't have any of that. It's just you do your turn, you drag the pieces around, done. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a it's a good in- implementation of the game. It's just there are, there are things that they could have made better. Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they could have you know enabled push notifications or something. <sighs> yeah, that's a big one. But that's that's more of the the framework for the app, not necessarily the implementation of the game mechanics. Right. So I guess uh, well, since I brought up pandemic and i moved well, pandemic to the list yeah if you want to play small world with me i may or may not get um, a notification <laughs> yeah you couldn't even when i was trying to search your username to add you to play a game with you i couldn't find it i couldn't find yours either remember we had a lot of show yeah. so on the android app i could not find you i switched to the ios app and i found you right away right so and how I'm, weird is that I'm you're not android. even ios no. so i don't know if the ios programming is slightly better um but yeah that was an issue but if you're <laughs> If your program will let you search me, I am Ginger Jondi on yeah. there. Okay, Pandemic. Does not have online play. It does not. As far as I can tell. I mean, I... It could be buried in some menu somewhere because, woof. This, all right. The implementation of this game is bad. I will say it. The game itself is great. It works fine. It's fun to play. But when you try to play the app... It's frustrating. So you want to move? You want to move your guy on your turn, John D? How do you do that? Okay. You click yeah. move, then you click where you want to go. You can actually you, you can click the location you want to go to if, it, if, if it's, it's one away. One away. <laughs> yeah. But if it's not one away, then you have to Which click I understand, because you only have four moves that you can do on a turn. Right. So you know, you have to be very precise about where you want to go. Right. That's fine. That's fair. But it's clunky. It is. It's very clunky. Um, I figured you would love the app because it's set up specifically for quarterbacker players. Oh, insofar as you can't plan your moves out? Um, or insofar as you get to play all the players. <laughs> <laughs> so even in a solo game, there is no AI. You play all of the players. No, it has pass and play. Well, I've said in a solo game. It has, it has pass and play that we tried. Yeah, I haven't tried the pass and play. I just tried the like the game by Fez, yourself. Fez Digital Media. Like I love this. When I log in, the like my Google game thing. Yeah. Is there like like that's gonna do anything? Yeah. Because there's not. no online play. Okay, there's new game, rule books, Z-Man games, which uh let's click on that. It opens up a web browser and goes to zmangames.com. It so you does. can look at ads. That's helpful. Or you can hit options and um there aren't any. There's not really very many I mean, options. It's just like gameplay options. You can hide disabled actions. That's that's fine. That's good. It's less confusing. But like, I, I don't know. There are achievements, which is great, I guess. But do you care, Jondi, about achievements in a mobile game? Do you um, care about achievements at all? Kind of. Actually. So Troy, how do I even continue my game? 
All right, I click new game. I have never played Pandemic. I have played Pandemic before, but not this version. I know what I'm doing. Let me save the world. Well, where's the game that I was playing? It's gone. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't save the games you're playing, so you it's can exit the app. It's just gone. It's, it's just gone. Yeah. Great. Uh, Great. So, like, our friend Troy cares about achievements a lot. Like, he'll buy a game on PlayStation. Oh, see, I've, I've never cared about it on consoles, but for some reason in these, because I like to play campaign modes when they exist, and, and so, yeah... Uh, the achievements are kind of fun. Like, am I going to spend all my time trying to get one achievement? No, probably not. But sometimes I'll be, oh, I, I can get this achievement if I focus on this thing in this game. So it gives me different things when I play the apps by myself, different things that I want to strive for. I don't know. I think that if you're going to make an app that has achievements, when it's a, a board game like this, so, Some of them do it really well. This one does not. Whoa, whoa. Well, okay. The volume is turned off, but uh, super loud. <sighs> Pandemic's one of my favorite games. It's, it's just so frustrating to try to play this version of the game and not have control over any aspect of the game. Like, when you're playing the game on a table, you can look at everything... You can think about moves. You can see like, And you okay, can tell everybody else what to you do. You can. You can tell everybody else do. what to do. I can see what cards you have. I can be like, all right, John, you've got those cards. Okay, I've got these cards. What can I do? All right, let me do some math here. Okay, great. And then you go to an app where you have to go move, move. The other thing I found move. irritating is because I don't play Pandemic as much as you do. I don't like playing it with you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because I yell at you when you because you no I've gotten better about that you've gotten somewhat better but you still like in most cooperative games you pretty much like to tell everybody else what they're going to do on their turn I just do the math of what is the most optimal yes that's not moves, fun for the other players and I say hmm well what do you want to do you could do this I don't say you have to do this I don't tell you John to do this unless oh my god in pandemic you get pandemic like crazy more... excited and you're like oh my god you you gotta move him okay. and then, then we'll move this other person here and then you can in, you can share cards you get really my defense, excited about it in my defense I only do that if we're like two turns away from losing but also two turns away from winning yeah it's not fun to play if if we're two turns game. away from losing and there's absolutely nothing that can be done to to, to save the game I'll tell you. I'll be like, well, we lost, but I won't tell you what to do. <laughs> Which is also not fun. <laughs> if I look at the board and I'm like, all right, there's still three diseases we haven't cured and there's six cards left in the draw pile. Not going to make this one, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But I, this app is just, eh. I don't know. I like the animations that it plays. Yeah, the animations are fun. It's, it's very easy at a glance to see how many disease cubes are in each city. Because they spin around them. They do. Um, another a problem that I notice is, like I said, I don't play the game as much as you do. So I don't remember off the top of my head what the different roles are. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not explained in this at all. I mean, it explains it a little bit. But like then the whenever... medic, it says, more effectively treats disease. Well, yeah. okay, but the medic specifically, does... when you treat. Like when you're playing. You... Yes. It, but then if I, if it's, if it's like so-and-so's turn, so I'm controlling this other player, I can't just go, which one of them has this ability? Because there's no easy way to click. And because if you yeah. click their identity, it just shows you what cards they have. And I'm like, no, I want to know what their ability is. Medic, medic just says, treats efficiently. Specifically, what medic does? It removes all the cubes when you, in yes, one action. When you treat disease, it removes all the cubes on that city. It doesn't treat efficiently. I mean, it does, but 
tell me. Yeah, it's, if I don't I, know what a card does, please tell me. And have a place where I can click and remind myself. Like you, they do have that. If it's your turn, quarantine you can, specialist prevents nearby infections. Well, yeah, sort of. They have to be prevent in, placing cubes in cities that are adjacent yes, to where you're standing. Yes. But I don't know. It's yeah, just it's overall, just frustrating. It's a little just bit. kind of a meh app. Um, I, I don't know. It's like five dollars. So I, actually, I have no idea. I can't look at prices. Um, because once you buy something on Google play, it doesn't tell you the price anymore. It just says that you own it. Like you, you can't look, I mean, I guess I could open an incognito tab and find out. Um, yeah, it looks like it's $5 on iTunes. So I would assume it's also $5 on, I, um, on uh, Google. I believe it. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would think. Well, that's fine. You know, whatever. I I don't regret buying it, but I don't see myself playing it very often. I kind of regret buying it. I mean, I, I bought it so that I had it on my phone already, but mm-hmm. I prefer to play on my iPad because you have a bigger screen. So yeah. I rebought it on my iPad. Kind of sorry I did that. I mean, it's fine. It's fun. It's functional. It's just frustrating. Yeah, I didn't. There's like a lot it. of F's there. Yeah. That's what grade I give it. It's an F bomb. Mm. I, I give it an F bomb. Wow. That's that's harsh. Yep. I didn't I did not enjoy it. It's not that bad. I didn't like it. Alright, well. You know what I do like though? Yeah. This is a good transition, John, to go. Yeah. I really like the evolution app. People are eating this up right now. It is a really well done app. Now, to be fair, it is not it's not an adaptation. It's not just they took the cards from the game and slapped it on an app. There's a lot going on here. You bought the full version, right? I did, yes. Yeah, I think I still have the, like, preview build installed. Well, and you can get the preview, at least you could the other, like, couple weeks ago, you could get the preview for free, but then if you want to play online games... You have to buy the full app, which I did. Right, because they restricted it um, during the beta. Uh, they obviously they wanted you to play right. online. Right. It's. I really like. I really like the app. Um, I think it's well done. The animation is is fun to watch. It's easy to learn. I have not gotten to play the online game because nobody I know has it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten to see how well the implementation of online games works. Well, I can tell you it works pretty well. Uh, So Evolution was originally uh, published by this Russian company in 2010. Um, What what did they call themselves? Right Games, I guess? I don't know. Uh, The game was awful. It, It was broken. It took too long to play. You could infinitely stack things and maybe that was just the translation that we were using i don't know but then north star games picked it up tweaked some stuff changed the rules a little bit changed the art and it's great it's a great game uh you start with a like just a lizard a little lizard guy and then you get different attributes that you can evolve him uh and it's controversial topic you mean you can make them bigger? You can add more to their population. You can make him poisonous. You can, you can make him have make a hard shell. He can. He can have a carnivore. He can be a carnivore. He can be. Uh, uh, he can have a long neck. Right, and it's all about feeding them. Like your points are from how, like 
from feeding them. So if you have a carnivore and then there are no other species of yours or the other players that your carnivore can eat, either they're either they've gotten too big and you can't eat that size thing or they have protection cards on their species that keep you from eating them. Yeah, cuz body size matters. Body size matters and there are things like hard shell that that makes the body size like plus four. Horns. Um, there's like, there's cards that uh, warn the other, like warn the species, like warn your species on either side of that that species if a predator is going to come eat it. So you can't eat th- those ones. Yeah, like if you have the good eyesight attribute, then it negates the camouflage attribute. So you can't sneak up on me because I see you coming. How's that? How's that working out for you? Sneaky sneaker. It's great. It really is. Uh, there are. It's really. It's really pretty. The art is is nice. Like I said, I have no complaints about this one. Uh, I think they were doing some kind of promotion, and I'm not sure if that's still going on, especially whenever this actually goes live. But if you play. Uh, if you play a game of evolution on the app, you get entered into. I think it's over. Is actually. It? Yeah. Okay. Well then never mind. I will keep my mouth shut. How does, how does, how does the app play John D? You've... I think it plays very well. It plays very mm-hmm. smoothly. It doesn't take too long for the, uh, for the AI to go. It, I think it's a very good implementation of a board game. Yeah, and it has a tutorial. The tutorial is very good. The um, tutorial is great. I'm looking at it right now. I really... The tutorial I had... I hadn't played the physical game. I've read the directions and stuff. Oh, yeah? Going through the tutorial, I absolutely knew how to play the game. I wasn't confused. I I did not have any trouble playing a game after I finished the tutorial. So I think the tutorial was very well done. Mm, well, uh, having said that, I just broke the tutorial. Oops. Good job. <laughs> Oopsie. Well, that's fine. Um, yeah, so Nor- North Star, great, great adaptation. You've done a great job. The app is also available on Steam. So you can play Evolution, the video game, on your computer, on your mobile device. And I don't know. This is speculation. Please do not quote me. Maybe. Maybe on your consoles. Wouldn't that be that cool? That would be cool. Well, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, guys, th- this is... I know I was going on and on about what I think the best adaptation is, but this, this, might, be, this might be up there. Yeah. This one really might be up there. I really, really like this app. But th- they're branding it like it's a new, a whole new thing, that it's not based on the card game. It is. It is. But... But it's, it's, I mean, having not played the actual game, I can't mm-hmm. really make a lot of comparisons, but I mean, it very much looks like you're playing a card yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've done a great job with this. This is a very good adaptation. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I yeah. How much does the full version cost? Like five bucks, 10 bucks? Five bucks, something like that. I can't. Uh, yeah. You can't look at these once you, once you actually buy them, which is kind of stupid. It's free unless it's not free. Hmm. Offers in-app purchases. Well, great. 
That's great. Um, but I will say this, this app is only available on the App Store for iOS devices. So uh, if you are looking at it from your MacBook and Apple wants you to yell uh, about unfair, I don't have iOS. Right. Well, right Steam. now, if you look at it on the App Store or Google Play, it just says install because it's free. Yeah. And okay. then in the app, you can buy the full version. Great. Well, there you go. Um, oh, here we go. In-app purchase full game is nine ninety nine. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it's worth it. Um, I don't play... There's a few apps that I've paid that much for, and when they're really, really well done and I enjoy playing them, then I don't regret it. And I don't regret this one. Yeah, no, this is this is, this is is everything that I would want from a app version of this game. Yeah, it offers a campaign mode. I really like campaign modes in games. So, like I said, I play... I play by myself a lot. And so when there's a campaign mode that offers like different things and different options in each game or maybe different objectives, I think it's a lot of fun. It. Oh. Oh, what? Oh, sorry to interrupt, Jondi, but the Evolution, the video game uh, giveaway is still going on. Oh, okay. So let let me just tell you about it, guys. Um, All you have to do is play a copy of the game and they give... They're giving away a thousand copies. You have to play a multiplayer yes. version of the game. Yes, they're giving away a thousand copies of the Evolution board game. Um, that's ten a day for one hundred days straight. Real cute dinosaur meeples. It does. Well, it's just one, but it's like this big. It's yeah, like and it's super adorable. Super big. But yeah, so you have to play one multiplayer version of the game. So if you want to play with me, add me Ginger Jondi, and uh, we can play a multiplayer game. Yep, you'll have to give me all these. Uh, all these usernames, Johnny, so I can put them on the episode notes. You know what? You know what? Since we're telling people to go to the website, do you want to plug that thing that we're supposed to be plugging that you took a picture of the other day, earlier today, whenever that was, and said you were going to talk about it? Oh. <laughs> yep. Do you want me to play the music? The ad music? <laughs> no. Not playing no, it. No, don't play the ad music. Yeah, so... We've been pretty bad about telling people that we have merch, but we do have Eat Chit and Dice merch, t-shirts, hoodies, and canvas bags to be specific. And you can find those by either going to our Facebook play page. And Facebook plague. That's Facebook right. Plague. Um, no, you can go to our Facebook page and there's a shop now button, or there is a uh, button on our website that yeah, will take you little, to the store. A little shopping cart. Mm-hmm. It'll take you to the store, and you can get Eat Chit and Dice t-shirts with our super awesome logo that was designed by Max Holiday. And you can that you can select a variety of different colors. Yep. Or you I can handpicked which colors were available. Were available. We wanted ones that looked okay with the yeah, logo. We didn't want gross, bright orange or something. awful colors that didn't go with it. Right. Um, the 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 my favorite one is the one that says. Um, yeah. What does it say, John D? <laughs> oh my god. It's the one that says Mm -hmm. that every game is a role-playing game if you try hard enough. There you go. Every game can be a role-playing game if you try hard enough. Is that the exact Mm -hmm. word? Yeah. Okay, well, that's enough. That's enough uh, advertisements. Um, Yes, that shirt is only available in Heather Purple, but I guess I can make it available in other Heathered colors as well. Maybe I'll do that. All right, well, Jondi... 
Until next time. No. That's <laughs> no, not. All right, is that what you're supposed, you're supposed to plug at the end, right? You're not supposed to plug in the middle? I don't know. We can do what we want. It's yeah. our podcast. Yeah. Okay, cool. Through the Ages. Through the Ages is I my, didn't buy it. Yeah, I'm really mad at you for that. Well, you're leaving for 16,000 years. 16 months. Yeah. Uh, so you need to buy it because it's, it is my favorite board it's game. It's a 4X app. game. Yes. With cards. Uh-huh. By Vladishvatl. So this is my absolute favorite board game app. It is a very, very well done app. Um, it, the animations are pretty. The, the art in the game is really nice. The online play is fantastic. And unlike a lot of other apps, it is active. Like anytime you go into the online area, there are tons of games, of just random games you can join or you can start games with your friends and it's handled very well. I get notifications when it's my turn. It's, it's very well done. You can very easily find the games that you are currently playing and you can go into the app and it'll say it's so-and-so's turn or it'll be a different color and it'll say to tell you it's your turn. So it's, it, the app is very well done. Um, I do like that we're finally talking about a game that's in the top 10. Normally you don't want to talk about any of those games because it's like Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy. <laughs> right. Um, through the Ages, specifically Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization is number three overall and number three strategy. On BGG. Yes, on, on Board Game Geek. Yes. So we finally did it. We finally broke the top 10. <laughs> Yes, I, I really enjoy this app. I play it with several different people and am happy to play it with more people if they want. Um, to be fair to the top 10 and to Jondi, uh, Terraforming Mars is one of our favorite games and that's also in the top 10. So yes, to um, be fair. So yeah, if you want to play this game with me, I am nerdgirl underscore Jondi on Through the Ages. And... I, I can't say enough good things about the app. This is a tutorial. The app, the tutorial for this game is fantastic. I think it is the absolute best tutorial I have ever gone through in any mobile app ever. So I very well understood how to play the game after the tutorial. And it wasn't a lot of tutorials. When you go through them, you're, you just kind of click through them quickly and, mm -hmm. because they're boring and you just want to hurry up and figure out how to play the game. This one is actually really fun. So there's, there's actually a Vladich battle, uh, like card and it talks to you. Uh, it's that card is what explains the game. And it's really funny, cracks a lot of jokes. Like at one point it says, I don't remember exactly what it's referring to, but it says, if you want to do this, you can spend this much money and, and, and then you can do this on your turn. And then it says, ha ha, just kidding. It's not that kind of game. So, uh, joking about microtransactions. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I really, the, the tutorial is actually fun to go through and it, it doesn't leave a lot to be figured out later. You really easily learn the game when you go through the tutorial for this. Now, okay, Johnny, I've, I've played through the ages. Uh, I have not played this specific version. I played one of the older ones. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I say it's a 4X game, I feel like that turns off people. When I say something like, oh, it's a 4X game, if you've heard the term before. These uh, these games are at their core just civilization building games. Mm -hmm. There's economic stuff you have to be aware of. There's like military stuff you have to be aware There's of. Politics cards that affect you and other players. The politics cards come out at the beginning of the game. There's a, there's a 
draw deck for them and a new one comes out if you play one. If you don't play a politics card, then a new politics card isn't gonna come out and affect you on your turn. So, and politic cards are things like, um, like cultural influence. It lets each civilization scores, um, I don't know, victory points. I can't remember specifically what they're called, but victory points. Oh, culture points mm. equal to the amount of culture it produces. So, I mean, there's lots of them that can either, a, a lot of them will affect like strongest player will get this and weakest player will lose this. So, in the games, if it's just two player, it's really advantageous to stay the strongest military. If you're playing in a more than two player game, you don't necessarily have to be the strongest, but you don't want to be the weakest. <laughs> right. Because a lot of those cards, you'll lose culture points or you'll lose uh, population. You'll lose specific things if you're the weakest. Right. And, and as with any civilization building game, you need to have enough population to be able to build things, to uh, You have to keep your population them. happy. Yes. Uh, you, you have to have enough food to be able to feed your population. Right. If your population is not happy, then you don't produce anything at the end of your turn until you make them happy again. So, And not producing is huge in this game. If you don't produce food and... Or, or whatever the metal, the rock or metal is. If you don't produce that, then it, it gets very hard to continue evolving your civilization. Right. And I guess it's not actually a true Forex game. There's no map, right? No. So there's not territory for you to... Although there are territories that you bid on and they do things for you. Because uh, there's a... Like if... if and they get played into the politics. So you play a territory into politics, and then if it comes up, everybody bids to win that territory, and it does things like increase your population or give you a certain number of victory points or increase your military. So there are territories, but it's not territory in the fact that I'm not looking at a map like Risk. They're cards. Right, right. It's not like Civ Six where you've got hexes that you can nuke. Right, right. That doesn't exist in this. And then you have to fight Gandhi. And all of the leaders are actual real character like not characters real people in yeah, history like napoleon and uh, christopher columbus yeah. joan of arc um Mahat bill gates <laughs> bill gates is one which is pretty funny um sid meyer mm. is one so and they all do different things and you have to change leaders throughout the game because um at the end of certain ages you lose your your leader if they're from too early of an age so I like that, the fact that you may have a leader that gives you some really awesome benefits, but you're not going to be able to keep them forever. So you still have to kind of plan your game out so that you're still doing fine when you lose that leader. So um, it's a really good app. I am terrible at the game, and I lose way more than I win, but I enjoy it enough that it's cool. I don't mind that I lose because I have a, I have a good time playing the game. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a pretty heavy strategy game. It is. And uh, if you've played this app, you know, within the past few months and it stopped working for you, uh, apparently they've fixed it. Uh, well, all of their, all of CGE's games uh, were broken uh, for, the same, for the same reason, and that's T-Mobile. Oops. Whoops. T-Mobile did some network infrastructure changing, and it... Um, just kind of broke. 
Uh, I don't want to get into the, the technical details, but IPv6 was to blame. Oops. Don't know what that is. Yeah, that's why I don't want to get into it. Uh, I mean, I could talk about network stacks all day, John. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> let's just go ahead and not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, give this one a try. If you like Vladishvatl's strategy games, uh, I mean, look at it. I mean, I'm not always a strategy game player, but I really, really enjoy this app. It's $10. It is worth the $10. It is worth every penny. I have zero regrets buying this game. Cool. I know you don't have any regrets buying this next game because it was free. Yes. Uh, <laughs> suburbia. It was, it was worth every penny. I like suburbia as, as a board game. Um, I don't know that I like suburbia as an app. So there's a campaign mode in the app. I like the campaign mode. It's, it's pretty decent as far as the app goes. Like, I think that the interface in the app is a little fiddly. And so mm, playing the campaign, bit. so playing the campaign hmm. mode really doesn't change that. But the campaign mode isn't just playing a straight out game every time. There's different things. You aren't, you aren't playing it from beginning to end. You have to do specific things in a certain number of turns um, in different cities. So there's like Indianapolis, Columbus, Miami, Seattle, Salt Lake City. And you have to, like, usually they're like, you have to connect this thing with this thing and have this many, this much influence and this much... Uh, money or earning this much money. So I, I like the campaign, the single player campaign. I've not tried the online multiplayer, so I ha I can't speak to that, but. Uh... Yeah, I tried it. Couldn't get it working. Uh, so Suburbia is a tile laying game of city building. And you have to, you know, like any good SimCity or City Skylines type game, you have to manage your population with your population growth and how much money you have. And you can do that by building a lake, for example, for some reason <laughs> gives you money. Um, that's not how it works, but that's how it works. <sighs> but if and you build it in the wrong place, it'll give you a different amount of money. Right. Cause certain tiles are bad. Give you different population. Other... Right. Cause like you don't want to play, you don't want to put a freeway right next to a community park. Right. So, Things like that will affect how much you're producing as far as reputation, population, cash, and income. Those yeah, are and the things that you're doing. There's secret goals that you have, and there's public goals that you have. So, you know, the, the public goal might be the first 1 to 14 population, but your secret goal is don't go above 15 population. I mean, I don't think there's one like that because then you not. could never win. Right. <laughs> be kind of hard. Um, but it might be like have be the player with the least amount of green tiles. That's a real one. Yes. And, and the, the campaigns do things like um, the city of Boston, for example, I'm looking at that right now. And you have to, you have to have a population of at least 40 by the, by the end of the game, you have to have cash of 10 or lower and you have to connect. There's a park that's already on the board and an airport that's already on the board and you have to connect them. Okay. So the, the campaign kind of changes things up that way. There are some th very broken things about this app. It is not optimized for all devices. No. So my husband has a 
Fire tablet, and he has the app, and he can play it. It's not like broken, but when he goes to try to do the campaign setting, when you're on, oh there's yeah, a, yeah. Look, what is this? There's supposed to be a thing here. Yes, yes. What is this? So, but on his, it's even worse. On his, the 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 description oh God, basically it splits the screen in half. And half of it is explaining what you have to do in the different cities, and the other half is a map showing what cities you've unlocked. His just like put the text um, all completely in front of the map, and then if he tries to move the text, it like well, it becomes static. Oh. You're kind of having a weird problem too. You can't <laughs> even see it. So yeah, it is definitely not optimized very well. I I play it on an iPad, so I didn't have any problems like that. But well, when Cat was doing the tutorial, it got to like. All right, let's learn about discarding tiles. Click click this to discard the tile. And there was an arrow that pointed to nothing. nothing? Whoops. That's <sighs> irritating. I So the tutorial is not very good. No, it's not. It is So I have not played Suburbia the board game. It's on my list of games I've wanted to play for a while but I hadn't played it. So I thought, "Oh, cool. An app. I can really get a feel for the game. And then if I really like it, then I'll definitely play the physical game, which happens mm -hmm. a lot with apps for me. Cause I don't have as much time to play physical games, but then if I play the apps and I really like them, then that makes me want to play the physical game more. So this one, I was like, okay, I'm going to play this game. And if I like it, I'm going to, I'm going to play the physical game. The tutorial was when I finished the tutorial, I still really didn't know what I was doing. Y yeah. And like, there were a few things I understood, but for the most part, I had no idea what I was doing. And it does not explain the scoring very well. So I would look at a... Yeah, the, the app doesn't have a very good correlation between population and money. It doesn't show you what, like... There's a little bar there. at the top, and it's yeah. really tiny, and... So, you know, I would grab, say, an office building, and it would say, uh, plus one income for each adjacent blue tile. And I would put it with like four blue tiles around it, but then I would still get like minus two. And I, I could not figure out for the longest time why it was doing that because the tutorial does not explain that it can also be affected by having too high of a population, too low of a population, um, having uh, negative reputa reputation mm -hmm. will affect your population. Um, I didn't, it doesn't explain that, so it took me a while to go, oh, if I do the math, this is what's going on. Right. So that kind of ticked me off because, you know, when you're playing an app and the app does that, does the scoring for you, you shouldn't have to figure out the math because you can't figure out why it's work, why isn't, why it's not working the way you think it should. Right, because in the app, you can just, all right, I'm going to put this city tile here. Okay, let me put it here instead. Okay, that's different numbers. What if I put it over here? Okay, different numbers. It kind of takes... Well, and I Some of the gameplay out, out of it and just like, all right, if I just randomly drag this around until I get the best numbers, great. Right. Well, and I couldn't figure out That's why the numbers were changing. It took me a while other than I was like, okay, if I put it over by this thing, that should change it a little bit. But yeah. I couldn't figure out the numbers weren't working out for me until I finally figured out how the scoring is actually supposed to work. This this app did not do a good job of, of explaining that. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with that. I'm glad it was free for a few days there. Me too. Um, because it's seven dollars. I would have been real bummed if I'd paid seven dollars. I don't. I don't think it's worth seven dollars. I think this is a five dollar. I think it's a two dollar. Two dollar. Two ninety nine. Dollar ninety nine. I think it's a dollar ninety nine app. 
I I would pay two dollars for it because I mean, it's still a game to play. I don't hate it once. I, like I said, I like the campaign setting, so yeah. I'll still play the campaign mode, but I don't love it. It's it's not pretty. Like they didn't do anything to no. pretty it up at all. No, like it's I utilitarian. Love, yeah, I love when a lot of the the board game apps kind of implement something to to animate the game or to you know because you can do a lot in the digital environment that you can't do just on a board game right they didn't do anything with this one it's just like nope here's tiles on a white background that's it right it's just yeah there's not a lot going on there and it's okay that there's not but like i said i don't hate it if you really like the game suburbia you'll probably like the app it's you'll you'll have some complaints about it, but overall, it's it's not a bad app. It's just not a good one either. Yeah, I, and I like the game. I really do. I have almost all the promo tiles. I've gone out of my way to collect. I have both the major expansions. I like this game. Mm-hmm. I really do. The app doesn't deliver, uh, and I don't know how to fix it. Well, and when there's a ton of board game apps out there, and many of them are are much are much better implementations of the board games, then it, it kind of falls by the wayside. You have it, but then you've gotten other games because it frustrates you or the interface is dumb. So you end up playing the other games that are, that are better implemented. Yeah. When parts of your game don't work, yeah, that's a problem. It is. When, it, when I'm trying to show someone how to play the game by having them go through the, the tutorial and the tutorial breaks because my phone's too big, maybe is the problem. I don't know. Yeah. I think, if you're not going to keep updating the app, if you're not going to optimize it for all the devices, just don't offer it on Android. I realize on Android it's more challenging because there's a lot of different yeah. devices. But if you aren't going to keep up with that and keep it optimized, just don't put it on on Android because no, don't it's tell them frustrating. That. Don't tell them that. Well, My that iPad or, is broken, John D. Well, then put the, I mean, they should either do that or put the work into it to keep it so that. Yes, they should do that one. I mean, especially since the game was free recently, maybe they yeah. should have updated, updated the app it, a little bit yeah. before they, before they said, hey, this is free for everybody because we have a Kickstarter up. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of Kickstarter, guess what? It's Kickstarter time. We're going to talk about Railroad Rivals, the Robber Baron expansion. Mm-hmm. The first expansion to Railroad Rivals. It is. Implying that there will be many more. Hopefully. I I did, I had not heard of this game before until New Year's when I played it with my friend Rick and my husband and Rick's wife. This game is really fun. I love it. It's a tile laying game where you're uh, basically managing railroad stocks and also like connecting the different like different types of railroads together in order to up the stocks and such. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed playing this game. And if you have the premium edition, which I highly recommend getting it, the tiles are all made out of wood. So that just makes it even cooler because these, these there's really cool wooden tiles, Yeah, the premium wood edition, um, which the company says they don't have any of. Um, here's what you should do right now. Go to Amazon and hope that there's still some left. Uh, when I looked at the time of recording, which is about two weeks ago for you people, uh, there were a few. Yeah. And by a few, I mean less than 10. Yeah. It's st- still the same game. If you don't get the wooden version, it's still the same game. But 
Yeah, it, it's it's Get a the great game version. even if you don't have the wooden version. But I highly you know go grab it if you can on Amazon and then back this Kickstarter for the for the premium wood edition mm-hmm. because it's just it's really pretty and I and the game itself is is fun. I I really we we actually played it twice on New Year and. And you know, you like I like playing games, but a lot of times I don't play two games in a row of the same game. And well, unless you have to do it for research, right? And for this one, we have to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But for this one, we played two games in a row. And so when I saw that this Kickstarter had launched, I backed it at the ninety-nine dollar level, so I could get the base game and the expansion in the premium wood edition. That level is no longer available. I was probably one of the last people to get it. So, yeah. Well. But Jared told you how a way around that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, uh, if, you, if you want the wooden version. And honestly, the, the, the price that it's going for on Amazon right now is, is it's $65 on Amazon as of, as of right now, which is two weeks ago for you people. Um, that's a great price for a game that's got a bunch of wood in it. That's a great price. It really is. And it, it's about the same price that it would cost for you to get it directly from the company. Um, but you'd have to pay shipping. If you had managed to grab the game during the Kickstarter, you would have had to pay shipping. Which I will be paying. Yeah. That's so right. maybe worry. it would be cheaper for you to get the base game. Well, however you do I mean, it, you can't get the wooden version from the Kickstarter anymore anyway. Right. You can get the expansion in wood, but you can't get the base game in wood unless someone drops their pledge. So if John D. Um, gets a cable bill and realizes that she has to make a decision. <laughs> It'd be the game. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town for a while. I don't care if I have cable. <laughs> I actually don't have cable at all anyway. But yeah, it's it's a really good game. And it's worth getting the premium edition if you can. If you can't, that's still okay. I still highly recommend the game. Yes, and they do have a pledge level that will get you the new content and the original game just in the normal yes. cardboard. Yes. I. And if you are crazy, you can also get Raccoon Tycoon. This game that you can't see because this is audio only. Yes. Which the pledge level that I backed allowed me to get Raccoon Tycoon and and both of the wooden premium editions of Railroad Rivals. So I'm gonna be getting some new games when this when this happens, when this gets fulfilled. Wow. Well there you go. Uh we will have a link as always to the Kickstarter um on the episode page. On our website. Yep. Railroad Rivals, Robber Baron Expansion by Forbidden Games. Yes. And we don't get uh, any kind of kickback. No one's giving us money to talk about Kickstarters yet. Ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just go go check it out. You can either go there yourself on the Kickstarter page or you can go there through our link on our page. Either way, go check it out. All right, John. Did you have any other you have any other plugs? Anything you want to mention? So a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we did an episode about two player games. Yes. In that episode, 
We talked about Lady and the Tiger. Yes. We played the two two-player versions of Lady and the Tiger. Yes, Doors and the other thing that I don't remember now. Yeah, I don't remember the other one. The other one was the one I liked better. Then we complained about Doors and how it was real dumb that you get both door cards uh, when you that you get two. We were incorrect. We played wrong. You actually only get dealt one, like we said it should be. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that was pointed out to us by one of our listeners. Thank you for pointing pointing that out. Well, to be fair, John D taught me how to play that. I did. And I never and I saw the rules. Wrong. I taught him wrong. So it was my fault. But that goes back to the fact that we say that you're never going to play a game right the first time. Yeah, yeah. That's and fair. That's pretty much fair. We need a t-shirt that says that. Ooh. Speaking of t-shirts. Oh, wait, we already, we already did that. We already did that. So, yeah, just wanted to say we played Doors slightly wrong. And one of the things that we complained about, we did wrong. So. Yep. Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last time. Nope. Ha ha. But thank you for telling us that we'd done it wrong. Anytime you listen to us and disagree with us, tell us we did something wrong. Uh, I think we did something wrong. Think we did something right. Whatever. Send us a message. We want it. We want yeah. to hear from you. All right. Well, that'll do it for this one. So until next time, John D. You can eat chit and dice. Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.